story uh, that's often taught about. It, it's, uh, it's really a compelling story because it's a man who was convicted about the fact that the walls had been torn down in Jerusalem and the city laid in ruin and nobody was doing anything about it. And I want to start there on that point. And nobody was doing anything about it. We're really thinking a lot about how our country is in a pretty rough shape. And today was just like a <laughs> of how bad shape our country is really in. And, and really when you say country, you're not talking about a place, but you're talking about the people. Mm-hmm. You know, this ain't, this ain't just something somewhere happening to somebody. It's, it's people. Mm-hmm. And so... Well, if when we say we're in bad shape, it's really it's really not personal enough. People are in really bad shape. People are hurting, and they're looking for answers, and most of the time they're looking in the wrong place. And so I began to think as I was kind of reflecting on Nehemiah. It's a it was a friend of mine. It's, it's his favorite book, and he's he's shared lots of things that he's he's found in the book with me, and some of the things that he. He'd share with me, kind of were coming to my mind today, and uh, and thinking about that fact of if the land is in such bad shape, who's doing anything about it? Who's who's praying for it? Who's praying for these people? Who's standing for truth and right? So Nehemiah is kind of that picture of somebody who said, "I see the problem, and therefore it becomes my problem." And we don't live in that time in that land. Uh, just a simple example. Um, if uh, if you walk on the school campus, since we got school folks, or if there's a piece of trash laying on the ground, will somebody walk by, or will they pick it up and put it in the garbage can? Most of the time, they gonna walk right by. But I I I, I was talking to a principal several months back about how clean the campus was really starting to look. He, 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 he was new in the situation and the campus had been really bad before. And I asked him, well, what'd you do? And he said, I started picking up trash. I just picked it up. I walked by, I picked it up. <laughs> and I said, well, what about the students? Did you get on them about it? He said, not really. Not a whole lot. He said, they saw me picking it up. So they started picking it up. He said, you know what? I don't pick up much trash now. Somebody did something. And I, I was just thinking about the church. What, what if we just did something little? Maybe it might affect somebody else. What if we were willing to, to do something that others weren't willing to do? <coughs> And that's what he did. He, he did something nobody else had done. As a matter of fact, they, they, they said he was crazy and they, they tried to talk him out. But every time he turned around, God gave him what he needed. He provided him with the, the materials to build the wall. He didn't have those. He supplied him with the labor to build the wall. He didn't have the ability to do it by himself. All he did was is he stood up for what he saw was right. So that's, a, that's the first couple of chapters. And then he runs into opposition uh, pretty quick, right? And so that's going to happen. We, we're going to run into opposition. Chapter 4 talks a little bit about the opposition. Opposition from the outside. So when you serve God, there's opposition from the outside. Obviously, the devil don't like it. 
He's going to try to stop it. He's going to try to stand in the way. He's going to, he's going to try to uh, tell you, you need to quit that. Chapter 4 starts with that. It says, verse 1, But it came to pass that when Sambalat heard that we builded the wall, that he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews, and he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews, what do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? That's the last part that I want to bring out in chapter 4. The world thinks that we cannot make a difference. And maybe we even believe sometimes that we can't make a difference because it's gone too far. That's what the devil wants you to believe. It's gone too far. And to be honest, it's a compelling <coughs> argument he's got. Isn't it? I mean, it's almost easy. I mean, think about what happened today. It's easy for us to think in our mind, it's just gone too far. I mean, people are willing to just go in and shoot children. And that's what, I mean, I don't care for 16, 17, we're still children. Somebody's son, somebody's daughter. It's easy for the devil to get us to think that you can't fix it. And I, and I believe a lot of Christian churches of that opinion. I would say, I'm going to speak boldly here, that I think at our last association meeting that we had preachers who preached it. That it was too far gone. It'll, actually, what it was preached was, it'll never be the same again. And I sat and I really reflected on those words that they said. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. I, I believe that the Bible tells us that as the, in the days come, that bad things are coming. But I know that's also the same evidence that the devil gives. And that worries me. When we begin to believe that, can you rebuild the wall out, out of, here's how it's phrased, out of the heaps, out of the piles of the rubbish which are burned, because they burned the city and the walls were just burned up with stone. But they did rebuild the wall. And, and that, that, part, that part concerns me is when we, the church, let the world tell us what God can do. And that's what's going on. That the world is saying, this is as much as God can do. But what's worse is when it comes from within the church. That's chapter 5. And that's where we're going to go. Chapter 5. This is within the church. So, let's read and see what chapter 5 has to say of Nehemiah. I'll give you a couple of little talking points and then we'll move right into conference. Verse 1. And there was a great cry of the people and of their wives against their brethren, the Jews. So there's this great uh, cry. In other words, there's, this, there's upset. and they're told, and, But they're not upset about the people outside the walls that they're trying to build, they're upset against their own brethren, the Jews. For there were that said, We, our sons and our daughters, are many. Therefore we take up corn for them that we may eat and live. And so there was a family that said, I got a bunch of kids. And, and I can't go over here and collect enough corn uh, and make enough money off of it to to." Hey, to, to, to feed my own family. So I'm having to also take up corn for other people so that we can earn enough money to feed our own family. Okay, that, that's the argument that's been, or that's what's being presented here. We're, we're having a hard time making ends meet. All right, there's number one. Then it goes on. 
Verse 3 says, And some also there were that said, We have mortgaged our lands, vineyards, and houses, that we might buy corn because of the dearth. So now these people said, It's so hard times that we've had to, we've had to refinance the home. In other words, we've, we've now put our home up, and if we don't pay them back, then they're going to take our homes away from us. So there's a, a financial crisis, if you will. Verse 4, there were also uh, that said, We have borrowed money for the king's tribute and that upon our lands and vineyards. So now there's some that have borrowed money because they can't pay their taxes. They're borrowing money to pay taxes. All right. Then it goes on further. Verse 5, Yet now our flesh is as the flesh of our brethren, our children as their children. And lo, we bring into bondage our sons and our daughters to be servants. And some of our daughters are brought unto bondage already. Neither is it in our power to redeem them, for other men have our lands and vineyards. So now these, these have gone so far as to say, not only could we not feed them, we've had to basically sell our children into servitude or slavery, and we don't have the ability to get them out of it. That's a pretty bad situation. Verse 6 says, and I, this is Nehemiah talking, and I was very angry when I heard their cry and these words. Then I consulted with myself, and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers, and said unto them, Ye exact usury, which is tax. You're, you're not only taking money, but you're, you're charging a tax on top of the money that they borrowed. Every one of his brother, and I said a great assembly against them. And I said unto them, we, after our ability, have redeemed our brethren, the Jews, which were sold unto the heathen. And will ye even sell your brethren, or shall they be sold unto us? Then held they their peace and found nothing to answer. He said, we were just in bondage. And we fought, we worked to bring them home out of bondage, only to put them back into bondage. But now they're not bondage to a separate people. They're bondage to our own people. Right? So this is in the house, if you will. This ain't problems outside the camp. This is problems inside the camp. Alright? So he's telling them about it. Alright? They got nothing to answer. Verse 9. Also I said, it is not good that you, that you do. Ought ye not to walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the heathen, our enemies? I likewise, and my brethren and my servants, might exact of them money and corn, I pray you, let us leave off this usury. In other words, no, no, let's at least get rid of the tax. In verse 11, he goes further than that. It says, Restore, I pray you, to them, even this day, their lands, their vineyards, their olive yards, and their houses, also the hundredth part of the money and of the corn, the wine, and the oil that you exact of them. Verse 12, Then they said they, We will restore them, and will require nothing of them. So will we do as thou sayest. Then I called the priest and took an oath of them, that they should do according to this promise. So, so he said, you gotta, you got to give it all back. Quit charging the tax. Quit send the children home. Give them back their houses. Give them back their property. And they said, we're going to do that. So now, we've talked about this in kind of their terms. So let's talk about it in our terms. What does that look like in a church setting? Well, what it looks like in a church setting is when the church is not supporting one another or meeting the needs 
of one another. And, well, that could be a lot of things. Could be praying for one another. We ought to pray for one another. We ought to talk about one another. Uh, lift one another up when you see a brother in need, you give him a hand and lift him up. I can't imagine how hard it must have been for them to take on the challenges that they were taking from the outside, let alone from within. But he told them, he said, all right, here's what we need to do. This is what we need to clean up. And they said, we agree. We 100% agree. Verse 13 is the verse I want to point out. I haven't read it yet. This is the verse I want to point out, and then I'm going to close real quick. Because it's an interesting verse. Anytime there's something interesting or, or uh, something just jumps out at me, it's, you know, I, I, I like those places. Um, verse 13 says also I shook my lamp well this is this is the lap area so right you sit down you got a, a lap right for kids to sit on so he shook it what does that mean did he shake it like this did he shake it like he was dancing you know I'm not, not totally sure. But I think from the scripture it was real emphatic. Like trying to get a point across. Uh, he shook himself. And he says this. Also I shook my lap and said so God shake out of every man from his house and from his labor that performeth not this promise. Even thus be he shaken out and emptied. You know, the cartoons, you know, they show, they take him and the bully holds the, you know, the little kid up by his ankles and all his money and chains rolls out his pocket. That's the picture I got in my mind. I don't know what picture you might have got in your mind. But I wonder, I want you to think about it. Have we ever said, we'll do that? We'll pray for them. We'll, we'll step alongside of them and encourage them and help them when they're hurting and not done it. Have we ever said, we'll make it right and not made it right? Have we ever said, would you pray for them? I'll pray for them and not pray for them. We all been guilty of that. I've been guilty of that. I know you've been guilty because we're we're people and we're fallible. We make we, we make mistakes. But I got to think about this. They said they would do it. He said, "If you don't do it, I I pray that God gets it out of." So think about this. How well is the devil now? He's attacking from without. But how much more damage can he do when he attacks from within? Obviously, it's pretty hard to build a wall from stones that have been burned up and crumbled. Obviously, that's hard enough. But it would be even harder when everybody's fighting on the inside. When I can't even go to work and help you build on the wall because I, I'm trying to work to pay off this debt or I'm trying to do this or that. I think the picture here that God is, is pointing us is, is that when he puts something for us to do, we ought to do it. And we ought to care for one another. And we ought to, we ought to take that time but he said, now, if you promise it, you need to do it. 
You need it. You need to do it. If you say I'm going to do that, you need to do it, <coughs> or else you risk oh God shaking you out. And I think sometimes people run. I know I run from the call preach. I run hard, and I think there were times that he had to shake a little bit. I'm going to get out of you what I'm going to get out of you. And we ought not go that far with God. We ought not to. We ought to say, you know what, I want to be just obedient and just and, and, and fall in line. I wonder how many people, how many people have went through things they should not have went through because they were not obedient to listen to that spirit. How many have, have lost something because they didn't follow after God. I think a, I think a lot. Yeah. I think a lot have. Mm-hmm. So long before, long before we ever go and try to fix that broken down wall out there and fight fight the world, we we need to make sure we got it right here with God, real personal. Make sure our relationships right with God. Make sure if we said we were going to do it, Lord, if, it, if we did, bring it to our attention so we can do it. Um, I, I, I tell you, we, we've talked about praying for these three, four, I got five, six names now on my list. I don't know how many of y'all got on your list, but people keep coming up to me. So I've added a few, but that's okay. I, I, I'm glad to have it. And I sit, I sit this, that, I know where my notebook's at, by the way. I sit my notebook, it sits on my nightstand so that when I get, when I lay down in bed, I see those names. And when I get up in the morning, I see those names. But there's one morning I jumped up, you know, on my night and go, and jumped in the shower, and I'm getting ready. I come back, throw my keys, and there were those names. And I said, oh no, Lord, I ain't going to do this, because I made a promise. And I had to stop, and I, had, I mean, I had, to, I had to get myself right, so that I could make sure that I'm, I'm going to follow through because I expect that God's, he has promised what he'll do when we're obedient and I want to make sure that's what we're doing. I want to be a, we got too many churches that all they're doing is lip service. Too many Christians, all they're doing is lip service and God ain't after that. He's after somebody whose heart's willing to line up with their feet. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And, uh, so, so that, that's just what I want to share with you tonight. That's not to get on to anybody or point anything out. It's really getting on the band. And y'all just got to listen to it. So uh, let, let that do you some good. And, and think about what I think the Bible says. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Something like that. And that's who we ought to be.